Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today, we are going to study Ezekiel, that's the prophet Yechezkel, chapter 5. And we just learned in chapter 4 of a series of symbolic acts that the, God asked Yechezkel, the prophet, to do. The purpose being to convey a message to the people. <clears throat> and God had told Yechezkel, I don't want you to be the one that gives the speech, so to speak. I don't want you to be the one that talks to the people, but rather I want you to convey the message in the words and in the manner in which <clears throat> excuse me, I tell you to do it. So God gave him a series of, of actions that he wanted Yechazkel uh, to do. The first one was to uh, build a almost like a panorama of the representing the siege of Yerushalayim with a brick with the... Um, with uh, uh, <clears throat> engraving in the shape of the city of Jerusalem on it and setting up uh, siege walls and soldiers around it and so on to lie down on his side for many years representing the amount of time that the Jewish people were sinning and causing the suffering to come to eat a certain, only a, a very limited amount of a very uh, specific type of, of bread um, <clears throat> and then to... Um, cook it over feces which represents the worsening starvation and disease of the people while they were under siege and then we are about to study a fifth thing a fifth uh, symbolic act that god is going to ask Yechezkel to do so this seems to be going in some sort of a uh, chronological order where the the enemy comes the enemy comes because of the people's sins the siege gets worse and worse and the people start to get hungry now <clears throat> is the worst part the city falls and this is how God wants him to symbolize that presumably while he's lying down his hair is growing very long and you human being God says to take a sharp knife take a razor take a, um, a the kind of razor that would be used by a barber to shave someone Take it for yourself, and use it on your head and on your beard. Um, and take for yourself, take scales and put your hairs in different piles. Um, <coughs> the, uh, the, um, um, uh, and when you do this, Shilishit ba'or tavir besocha ir, a third of the hair that you that you remove, burn it inside the um, the city that you set up in your in your model of the city under siege. Burn it within the city. Kimlos yemehamotzar, um, well, uh, which is which will represent when the city the end of the uh, the siege. V'lokachto es hashilishit and take a third and spread the hair around the city and strike it with the sword presumably that that razor blade that you're using and the other third scatter it around in the wind and then unsheath a sword after and chase after the hair or wave the sword after the hair as it blows away representing the third of the people who will be uh, destroyed by fire, meaning destroyed in by the war and the destruction of the city. A third will be um, 
struck by the, and, and whether that third will be the fire of uh, most commentaries understand the fire of starvation the third one third by sword by the by the destruction and the other third will be scattered into exile but even as they're running into exile the enemy is still chasing them and from the the remaining third that you were scattering keep a li- some of them and kind of tuck them into your clothing and from those otikach. So those are the ones that escape the enemy, and get to some place of at least relative safety. But even those that get there, take from those and throw them into the fire because some of those people might get to a safer destination and get away from the enemy, but they'll still be subjected to starvation. The burn them in flames. From here, presumably from this, meaning from from the destruction of Jerusalem will come a fire that comes and destroys all of Israel um, <clears throat> even many of those that escape so the, the, what's represented here is only a few are going to be left tucked in in various scattered places around the world this is the end of verse 4 so this, this series of five symbols is a demonstration of the terrible destruction that is a, God is about to <coughs> a place upon, upon Israel in verse 5, Ko amar Adonai Elohim, so says God, this city of Jerusalem. I placed her among the other nations, and surrounding Jerusalem, <coughs> were many other lands. Jerusalem was supposed to be, now, we've emphasized this throughout the prophets Isaiah, throughout Jeremiah, and the other prophets. The idea was that Jerusalem was supposed to set an example and be different. It wasn't just supposed to be just another nation with just another pagan god to worship. And that god happens to be God and happens to have a temple who happens to have this and this and this as the way he's worshipped. It was supposed to be something different. It was supposed to be an example that God actually wants our behavior. He wants us to be just, to perform acts of justice and righteousness. He wants us to actually be good. To set an example for the other the rest of the world that this is different. This God is just not just a, another one among many, but He is the God, the Creator of the world, the one who wants all of us together to serve and worship Him by living moral, just, ethical lives. However, vatemeret mishpatai, they rebelled against she, meaning Jerusalem, or the the people of Jerusalem rebelled against my laws to the extent that she became even worse than the other nations. To some degree, they may have actually been worse in many cases than the other nations, maybe been more immoral. But also, even if they did the same thing as the other nations, on a, on a, a significant level, that makes them worse because they knew better and they had access to the truth. And she rebelled against my, my, um, <clears throat> my laws, my rules. Even more than the lands that surrounded her. Here God gives us a hint. Not so much because they were actually worse, but because it was they had my laws and they made them disgusting. They didn't keep them. In other words, they, were <coughs> they didn't keep those laws. They had my rules. They had my... <coughs> my the, um, my guidance, but they did not go on that path. Lo they did not go. Lachain, therefore, this is verse seven. Therefore, Adonai so says God. Yan min because because you have outdone, you have done even worse than the nations that surrounded you. 
Because because you did not do my rules. You had my rules. You had my laws. You had the Torah, but you did not go that way. You did not do that. And even worse, you did not even do like the laws of the nations that were around you. And Rashi points out, as the rabbis point out of the Talmud, when the Gemara, that it says that um, <coughs> There were many around you that were that did behave well, that did act properly. You did not do like those, but rather you chose to go in the paths of the corrupt ones, of the evil ones. Therefore, verse 8, God says, So says God, I am going to come against you. I will bring judgment upon you in the eyes of all the nations. <clears throat> And we'll see in many times in this book, and we've seen before, the idea that the people thought that God would never destroy his temple because it would be embarrassing to God. It would be a shame on God. The whole world will say, look, what happened to God in his temple? That God is no, is nothing. Our God is the real God because our temple is still standing. People thought that God would never do that. But what they didn't understand was that God's the true God, his honor doesn't come from temples. It doesn't come from, from sacrifices or, or rituals. Honor of God comes from keeping the laws and the rules that He gives to us, the laws of justice, the laws of Mishpatim, the laws of justice. But God says, instead, I am going to take justice out against you, and that is how I am going to be recognized in the world. I'm going to destroy among you things that I have not done. This is, and that I will never do again. In other words, the destruction of Jerusalem will be such a terrible act. And such a terrible suffering that I will not do it again. Yan called to Abosach because of all of the disgusting things you have done. <clears throat> this is a word that Yechazkel Ezekiel is going to repeat many times. It's sometimes translated abominations, but these are because of the disgusting abominations and terrible sins that you committed. I am going to come against you in a way that no one has ever come uh, uh, done before. Lochain, therefore, and this is one of the most awful uh, verses to read. I'm going to read it and I'm not going to talk much about it and we'll move on. Lochain, therefore, the curses that were written in the Torah that parents will be starving, that they'll eat the bodies of their children. And children will eat the bodies of their parents. I will do among you justice, and I will spread out the remnants of you to all directions of the world, of course being symbolized by the hair. Presumably these are words that God wants Yechezkel to speak <coughs> as he does these actions, <coughs> the symbolic acts which we just discussed before. Verse 11, Lachain therefore God swears, if, if because of the fact that you ruined my temple, you defiled my temple, with all of the disgusting things of and all of the abominations that you committed in my temple, or not necessarily in my temple, but also that you committed in the name of me and my temple, I am also going to, going to um, reap my payment. I will not have mercy on you. I will have no compassion on you. Now I'll punish you. Remember, this is still the speech that God is telling Yechazkel the prophet to say to the people when he does these symbolic acts, finished completing with the act of the hair. 
the third of you will die in plague, and in hunger, will destroy among you. And a third of you will fall by the sword, and the other third, the Ruach I'm going to scatter in all directions of the, the world, and I'm going to have swords chasing after them. <clears throat> we had a slight silver lining before and verse before where God said I will never do this again God says over here also I will do this but it will be over I will at some point say it's enough and the world will know that I am God because I did make a covenant with his people I did ask them to to be with me forever and I promise to be with them forever and I will save a remnant of the people, and they will come back. Um, and and they will know that it is me, I am the God that spoke. It's me, not the temple, not the buildings, not the rituals, but me, God. I spoke when I was angry, when I completed my anger, in other words, when I emptied my anger upon them. It is you that will be ashamed, and not me. Don't worry about me being ashamed that my temple is gone. I'm not worried about that. But you, the people, are going to be the ones that are going to be <coughs> ruined and ashamed. Among those nations that are around you, in the eyes of all the people that pass by, you're the ones that will be ashamed. Verse 15, Your shame will be a musar, will be something that people will learn from. Umishama, and you will be uh, uh, like a, a wonder, like people will look uh, like in awe of the terrible suffering that you have. Like to the nations that are around you. When I take out my justice against you, with in anger and fury, and the punishments of of another word for fury and anger. It is I God that has spoken. When I sent the arrows of, of hunger and starvation, um, for those um, against those that are are doomed, that are set aside, to be destroyed. That third that were set aside to be destroyed. That I have sent those arrows of hunger against them to destroy them I will add hunger upon you this seems to be referring to those that ran away I'll add even more hunger because many of those will die from hunger as we saw a few verses ago and I will break from you the staff of bread in other words you will bread represents all of food and sustenance I will break that you will not have anything to sustain yourselves 17 I will send against you starvation and 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 animals will come to attack you and they will um, cause you to lose your family your children blood and pestilence will will pass among you I'll bring sword against you I am God who spoke this is a very terrible, um, <clears throat> very terrible uh, chapter. One of the worst and most dismal and most depressing chapters in Ezekiel and possibly in all of the uh, uh, all of the Tanakh. Just really quick, I'm just going to go back really fast. I'm going to go back to verse 13. I will be comforted. Another, not comforted. It's not the right word. I will change. In other words, I will be done. This is an end. It is terrible. It is awful beyond words, beyond description. But God has repeated at least twice in this chapter that there, this is something that will be over, something that will end, and he will, uh, 
rebuild that relationship. Thank you so much for studying chapter 5 with me. Looking forward to moving on to chapter 6. I'm sorry to tell you that in the first of the three sections, like I said in the introduction, of Ezekiel uh, is unfortunately about the destruction. So there are some depressing parts, but don't worry, the whole book of Ezekiel is not like that. If we stick with this, we will get there. Thank you so much. Looking forward to studying chapter 6 together.